Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady, mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. So what's funny to me about this is I keep wanting to sit up higher and, and straighter to look down at you. Why why do you have this impulse when you're already the big man in this call that you gotta you gotta be even bigger? And and listeners, you know, I'm not gonna keep you in suspense longer. I'm functionally standing on Evan's desk as a two inch tall man. Um, looking up at my my giant human friend i'm not sure if i'm Stuart little or if you're andre the triple giant based on our proportions so, so what i've had to do is because i don't have a webcam for my desktop what i'm doing is um, i'm i'm calling luke through my uh through my smartphone and i have it angled on my keyboard so so he's effectively look i am I do have to look down on him. I, I've done almost, in fact, maybe literally the exact opposite thing where I, I'm standing at my desk uh, because I've got my webcam on top of my monitor, which is pretty high up, <laughs> and I want to see you eye level. <laughs> I'm looking at you. It's as if I'm taller than you in real life, but right now I'm making you my height. <laughs> um, so uh, we'd like to welcome you to Scooby Dudes, which is a podcast hosted by a borrower. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I, I prefer Stuart Little. I want to be Stuart Little more than a borrower. You want to be a mouse. I would rather be an actual mouse than something between a mouse and a human. <laughs> You'd rather have your entire body covered in hair than just your tail. All right, man. You want me to get real? I want to call Hugh Laurie Daddy. All right? You want to draw it out of me? There it is. Imagine being a reverse borrower and having a body covered in hair and a hairless tail. <laughs> oh, you mean being a giver. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> oh... But listeners, we are not just that, but we are also two best friends. And uh, we're here to talk about two... We, I haven't done this in so long. I know. I, I stopped not to hand it to you, but because I was out. <laughs> we're here to talk about our favorite meddling kids. Yeah, and their dumb dog, too. Ooh, nailed that last bit. All right, um, sick. We're the, we're the Scooby Dudes. That's, that's who we are. That's what we do. And you know what? It's, uh, it is uh, now May 2020. Um, we're coming back. One big thing I want to say is everyone now in podcasts is recording the way that we've always recorded, doing these remote recordings. We are, in a lot of ways, the original COVID podcast, COVODcast. What do you think of the branding? We haven't talked about this before the episode. I don't like it. You don't like it? Okay, dude. I, um, I think I can't. it's bad. Okay. I, <laughs> should I... Should, should I cut, you know, the part where you, you said you think it's bad and I asked you what you think? And no, we just... leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, how do we pivot off of that, though? Should I, like, put it in a sting or something? Let's start or, like... the episode. <laughs> start the episode right after Okay, okay, let's start the episode. So the episode that we're doing today is, wait, are we branding this one a pitches and scream episode? Is it um, of that exact tag? This is a lot of things. This is, this is what we're going to call a COVID catch-up. Um, this is, uh, this is... What is this? This is Scooby Dudes, the COVID episode. You know what? It, everybody, I feel like everyone's talking about COVID. You have to acknowledge it, but then get it out of the way. This is our one episode where we're de- we're talking about COVID. It'll be a topic of discussion, and then we're moving on. And we're never bringing it up again. No, it it is the the V, the virus who shall not be named. 
what at what point are we starting the episode? Are we in right now? I think I think we're in right okay, now. Okay. But I'll first, leave it up you know, to you to edit. Before we go into, you know, like actually talking COVID, talking Scooby Re-COVID, let's talk us v COVID. What how what's your life like right now, man? That's what the listeners want to know. Yeah, they just want to know what I've been doing in my apartment alone for the past uh, six weeks. Is it masturbating? Six weeks? Gotcha. Okay. Mm, okay. How about me then? <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, because I work for a large multinational conglomerate, um, well, brag, brag harder. Well, I'm just, yep. so I, it, this is like a very interesting thing because we have, uh, what I like to call corporate overlords. Mm-hmm. Um, you do love to call them that. Yeah, right. That will legally mandate it to please. I see the, the glint in your eye as you say it. You love that. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, my opinions don't reflect that of, that of my employer. So. Why, why are you whispering this? You should want them to know this. <laughs> but okay, I'll, I guess we'll... <laughs> maybe they won't hear this. Your employers don't have good hearing. Um, but uh, be, because of because of that structure, I, I, as far as I know, there's like a fear of... Obviously, they want to keep their employees safe, but I think there's also the fear of litigation. Oh, if everybody goes in to work and gets sick, they just don't want any any troubles. Which is like, if we're if we're forcing, not, we're not forcing, but if we're asking people to go to work and they get sick, that just creates more problems for us. It's in our better, it's in our best interests as like a large company to just mm. be like, don't go to work. So everybody stay home. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing for the past like five ish weeks. Um, my youngest brother is here with me for a little bit, but for the vast duration, I have been alone sequestered in my apartment but also working yeah i'm and i'm lucky to be in a similar situation where i haven't been laid off i've just been uh, sent home to do work remotely so it's um uh, also a lot of time to fill just kicking around the apartment me m- mostly i've just been staying really chaste you know flipping through um flipping through just um oh oh god <laughs> looking around my apartment i'm seeing nothing but filthy magazines <laughs> uh, uh, uh. why did you start with flipping flipping through <laughs> uh, uh, okay good point i'm i'm thumbing through i'm uh i'm perusing uh man what am i doing i go on bike rides sometimes that's something i do i think that's really honestly um i uh i used to bike to to and from work 5 days a week mm-hmm. obviously and and because I've been trying to stay indoors more, I really only bike once a week just to buy groceries. And I think my legs are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Atrophying. Atrophying. Yeah. A, a nicer take is atrophying, um, where you, it's kind of like a prize you're getting. Oh, these these stiff golden calves. Oh, I like. That. <laughs> There are trophies. Golden caps. <laughs> That's pretty. I'm glad that landed at the end. Yeah, gotta stay away from the Israelites. Don't want them to stumble. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that's what I'd set up. Um, but I'm sorry you don't get to bike around as much. That's a great way to get outside. I have been doing a uh, a soft one punch man workout where every day I'll do a hundred push ups, a hundred sit ups, and a hundred jumping jacks. It doesn't he do like a hundred? Doesn't he run like a hundred? I think I think it's a 10k he runs or something like that. I haven't run at all. But yeah. I think I think they call that the um the one playful jab man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. I couldn't I wanted to get that down to one word. I couldn't do it. Oh, mm, that, mm. but I, I'm glad that we're both doing well and that we're doing well enough to give this gift to the world. You know, there was a, a huge outcry from our fans begging for a uh, another another episode in this in these trying times when kind of we need these remote socialization solutions and i I don't want to rip on other podcasts or other podcast audiences 
But here's a, here's a surprising statistic um, that I can't source. But I, but I read somewhere that podcast audiences are actually at an all-time low right now. Really? And, and the reason for that is, as far as I know, um, most people listen to podcasts during their commutes, and no one is commuting anymore. Oh, that's too bad. This is the perfect time, even though all podcasts are being recorded remotely now, so there's a little bit of a loss there and some of that intimacy feeling. But, I mean, here's the thing. Um, so, so, so just the fact that people are just like, hey, why isn't your podcast running? Or, like, why can't you give us more episodes right now? Is, is really affirming for me. Yeah, that we, we've gotten that. Again, fan outcry are, uh, and it's, I can't say fans outcry, <laughs> <laughs> but there has been a fan outcry. And so we're happy to give this to you, to, to, to deliver a Scooby Dudes episode, a brand new one, uh, during and about these trying times. So um, now that we've sort of gotten what you and I are doing out of the way, we, we wanted to come to this, this franchise, these, these four kids and their, uh, and their Great Dane, and we wanted to try to think about how this, this public health crisis would affect them. We're sort of bringing the real world into what I think a lot of us uh, go to as a source of escapism. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody tunes into Scooby-Doo and they think, what's the worst thing happening in the world at large right now? Let me see that reflected in these five white teenagers. Scooby-Doo is a white teenager's <laughs> lives. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, and, and to that end, I think Evan and I are here to talk out what would a COVID episode look like with Scooby-Doo. I've got uh, a, um, I'll, I'll dr if you can hear that. That's my, my notes for Luke's for cheeks the just flapping. My my cheeks just <laughs> flapping, did you say? Oh, that makes me so mad. Oh, I'm shaking with anger. Oh my gosh. My papery cheeks. <laughs> Which ones I don't know. <laughs> I've got one of these wraparound webcams, so you're seeing it all. <laughs> oh, I got the head tilt. Just trying to imagine just like a 360 degree webcam <laughs> that you have to stand inside of. Hold on, I need to throw something on my brother. No sweat. Sorry, little bro. Okay. We both have uh, come up with some set, two different ideas. I've got one, you've got one on what this COVID episode would look like. Uh, you have more prepared. I kind of want you to go first. Okay, I'm more than happy to do that. So my, my pitch, and I revealed this to you a little bit the last time we chatted, was... Um, that everybody's doing everything remotely. We're all on a lot of Zoom calls, Skype calls, Google Hangouts calls, you and I right now. Um, what if we had a completely remote episode? Everyone is just on their computers. We just see their computer screens episodes of uh, Scooby-Doo. Or at least they're all stuck in their homes and they don't get to physically be in the same space except for Scooby and Shaggy. So so in this, in this world that you're imagining, unlike, for example, uh, Mystery Incorporated, mm -hmm. the, these uh these these teens these young adults they don't actually live together they they all live in the I mean Scooby Doo I assume lives with Shaggy but you're you're saying that they they're all in four individual living situations I guess and this is something I hadn't thought of it I guess it, it existed but I hadn't really put words to it that in my mind they all live in Coolsville they're maybe all latchkey kids parents away on perpetual business trips is kind of the reality that's never spoken into it. But just they're, they, they don't share their home spaces with anyone else really except themselves. Daphne lives in a penthouse mansion, a mansion but the penthouse part of it. Oh, so that's what you mean by penthouse mansion, not a mansion funded by the, uh, by the, <laughs> by the popular gentleman's magazine. I gotta stop looking at these magazines around my apartment, oh my gosh. 
I'm drawing. I'm drawing some bad references. You say you say you have a standing desk. That's just a normal desk propped up on stacks of magazines. <laughs> okay, I do. I do not. We talked about this before we started recording. I do not want you to attack my standing desk. <laughs> it's a full standing desk. And this is I'm not a bit that Luke is doing. This is, <laughs> this is actually not a bit. very sensitive about this piece of furniture. This is very. I'm, and now that I've said standing desk, my partner who lives in the apartment with me is going to chime in and say it's not one. So let's just move on from that right now. Um, the uh, Luke, she's. I can see. Someone behind you holding up a sign. No, no, no standing desk. It's on, a standing on... rock sign that has been uh, that has been altered to <laughs> to reflect their disdain for your I, desk. I keep telling Ipty Sam that's not a, a okay appropriation. Um. So so again, let's return to it. You have yours is, is sort of like a Zoom. It's just a Zoom call that the gang is on. Here here's what I have prepared. I have the setting. I have the monster. I have some suspects. I have some gags. I have some character beats. And I have a tiny bit on the trap and the reveal. Um, okay, so you have six more things than I have, but please <laughs> <Okay>. continue. <laughs> which, which, just preview real quick, which of those six things do you have? <laughs> I said six more, I said six more. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What, what seventh thing did I miss? That's my question. You know what, let's just, I, I want to hear more about your idea. Okay, fine. So the setting is everyone's individual homes. The monster. Let's talk the mon- Well, okay, a little bit of the setup. Everyone's doing this Zoom call, and maybe we don't even reference that COVID is happening. It's just everyone's hanging out remotely. And it's just kind of the context of it aligns with COVID, so we don't have to call it out by name. The uh, monster that takes over as everyone's about to drop this, uh, it's not actually a Zoom call, it's a scoom call. Great joke. Oh, man. Got a big silent laugh out of Evan. Thank you. Please don't. Please don't contradict me. And the, um, (laughs) still the face. (laughs) Still the sour lemon face. Everybody, um, as they're about to log off, a computer virus takes over or presents itself to everyone's computers. It's the computer virus id, a um, machine learning version of, of everyone's basest instincts, Freud's theorized id, manifested from all of their Google searches, this world's version of Google. Um... Again, I, I'm taking the si- the silence is, is rapturous. It's moments like this that I wish that we did like a video podcast. That we could, we could give people stuff like that. Me too, because this mm-hmm. reaction is so warm. It's so warm, I want to share it with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the computer virus, it, if you can think of another way of putting that name, I would appreciate it. Um, it takes over everyone's computers and starts revealing all of their deepest, darkest computer secrets, what they've Googled. It seems to have full access to their digital lives. Okay. And even, even when they try and power off their computers, um, it stops them from doing it. And so that's, that's kind of, it's a bottle episode in a way, a computer bottle episode. All right, I'll accept your praise now. This is very interesting to me because when you, when you sort of created the setting as, as this sort of group video call, I thought that the monster might be, um, have you heard about how, obviously everyone's on Zoom now, a lot of students are on Zoom now. That like there's these Zoom ghosts, so to it, speak. They're they're um, they're basically calling into meetings that that they should not have known about, and and they're bombing them with. I don't know if they're just like screaming. I think there's been some sort of like they're they're sort of like um, they they're screen sharing with like in, indecent material. It's just stuff like that. I've right? actually so, I've experienced a lot of that. It's a lot of fun. Wait, have you actually? Yeah, I've done a lot of it. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> right, you're you're the. Uh, I don't know what to call them. There, there's some kind of term. Um, but yeah, well, I, I, tr- I keep trying to join my weekly scream group, 
um, and I try and be the first one going, you know, kind of break the ice, but sometimes you, you click the wrong link. <laughs> right. Thing. Sometimes it's a recovery group. You never know. So, so that's what I assumed. I assumed that this was someone who, um, who, uh, uh, who someone who's going in and scaring, and, and our viewers can't see this, but I've raised my, my arms over my head like a, like a Scooby-Doo monster <laughs> yes. going in and, and scaring just random groups like a, like a Scooby-Doo monster would. There, there are moments like that. This, this um, monster appears as, it's maybe Ghost or Evil Clippy, but it, it's, it's the last member on the call. Like, wait, who's this, who's this person on the call that doesn't have a profile picture or, or video or something? Um, I, think, I think there's room for that within what I'm, I'm proposing, or I'm, I'm happy to pivot to it. So here's my question, just because um, mm-hmm. I obviously want to spend a lot of time on yours, but we, we have a specific time that we're running down to. Um, That's true. Who, okay, yeah. I, I'm very curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners are too, who is virus? The, the, the computer virus id, let's just summarize it, like say the, the first two letters of each of those words, Kovaid, Kovaid, um, the the Kovaid monster, um, is is one of a few people. It might be the friendly local IT guy that everyone in Coolsville goes to, um, who's both a little too friendly, maybe, and just undebatably has access to all of their lives at any given moment. Um, it could be a mysterious person who recently friended all of them, and partway through the episode, based on Velma's research, proves to be a um, not a Shutterstock image, but a um, Scuba stock image. And, and so that's a potential suspect. Who is this person? The only third suspect I came up with was a local edgelord who goes by the handle Hacker Demon Angel 69. Um, <laughs> what an image. <laughs> but that's okay, that's mine. So thank you. I wanted to work my own ha- handle into that. And he uses that both online and IRL. He's recently been posting that he hacked a couple of noobs. Um, so it might be him. Those are those are the current options I've got. Though I'd I'd love to get another one in there, N- recognizing as I am that our time is winding down. I I think this is really interesting because it it seems to me that your your monster, your villain, ghost school, etc., is someone who would have a like a personal vendetta against the gang. You know what? You're right. That needs to be built in. That, like the local IT guy, Scooby, accidentally put some salami in his uh, like computer at one point. Tried to load it like a CD, maybe. <laughs> this is this is a really weird direction. So please feel free to shoot it down. I had the idea that um, that this is a dog that Shaggy did not adopt way back <laughs> when, and so this this bitter pup, now full grown canine is the one who's exacting uh, his revenge. I, I'm fully in on it. 100%, that's the villain. Um, as we're going through, that's one of the, those are the, some of the secrets that are revealed on Shaggy's side. It's like that he, um, he didn't adopt this one dog. It keeps inching closer and closer to it. You know what? Even if, even if that's not like an idea that's like permanently attached to like your episode, I actually kind of love that because it, it like delves into the backstory and it, you can, or, I think it works organically, right? Yeah, and it, it's kind of, I mean, we've talked a, a time before and a time again about uh, what would a dark Scooby-Doo look like. But I think this is a great way of keeping Scooby-Doo relatively light while exploring a dark uh, aspect to it, which is like, it's, uh, yeah, the what could have been. It's, it's very, it's sad. And I'm also, I'd also like to hear uh, one of your gags. Okay, so my, <laughs> I had a, um, they find a mask 
um, i.e. a character skin of the monster in a hidden assets folder. That's one gag. Um, I guess that's more of a clue. No, I. you know what? I like, I, I like that idea of... Um... Yeah, sure. Finding a clue or finding a mask. Yeah, that... a mask. I, I feel like part of it is it, it's kind of the movement of the episode is they're screen sharing each other's screens. Maybe all of their cursors are on the same screen at once, different colors for their different <laughs> characters. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know how on 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 Google Docs, uh, your your little your, I guess the cursor on in the document is a, a particular color. Yes. I like that idea of the chase a chase scene with those That's... little. You're getting exactly what I'm going at. And there's, at one point, many, many different folders lined up side to side. We have, uh, oh. I'm not going to try and pun it, it's a corridor scene. Sure, sure, with yeah. them going in and out of the folders. I, I also think there can be a, a secret passage where um, they, they there's just like a hidden file or something that goes into a hidden partition or something. I really want that like staircase behind the, the clock kind of moment. And I think it's doable. You know what I really like <clears throat> about what we're both doing here, or I mean, you're doing most of it, is you're, um, you're drawing a lot out. Thank you. Is um, when it comes to uh, I, I, a cartoon writer, um, I'm not gonna drop any names. I only know one, and I'm not accusing him of this particular <laughs> trope. But it'll be like, yeah, let's let's do an episode where our our our, our protagonists are stuck in cyberspace. Um, but then it's like. Written by people who've never used a computer before. That's I wanted to bring specifics. I'm not, and, and I think I actually think it's so difficult to be like, let's try to make this as like true to life as possible, but still keep it accessible, where it can be Scooby in cyberspace and kids who don't understand this stuff can watch it. So yeah, I, I think that's really great. Thank you. I I appreciate that. The the last gag I had was Scooby and Shaggy at one point are googling images. And, and drawing out different folder windows of lettuce and tomato and onion and <laughs> ham and bread. And they're lining up the windows, <laughs> making a giant Dagwood image. Have you ever seen, I actually, I think this would be a fantastic gag for like modern Scooby-Doo, which we're always talking about. How to like, what would like modern Scooby-Doo look like? Have mm-hmm. you ever seen, um, when you have your smartphone, and I have to hold up an empty hand because uh, I'm calling you through my phone. <clears throat> uh, is it, is it, if you have your browser and you have all the tabs... Um, they'll sort of like, uh, what's it, like accordion? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. That's how it works on mine anyway. So so I would love that if, if that's what Scooby and Shaggy are doing, where they're, they they have a smartphone and they're sort of like, all of these tabs are all the different ingredients and they're just sort of like... Stacking them stacking up. Them and up. they get it mm-hmm. stacked and maybe he like slides them all towards Scooby's mouth off the uh, off the screen. I, I think there's some fun gags there if we're, if we're willing to make it very much like computer humor-based jokes. And I think it's doable. Um, that's mostly it. The reveal, I think, I, I like having it, if we don't use it elsewhere, be the um, the scorned, adopted do- unadopted dog. Because I, I really didn't have anything better. The only thing I had was the trap, which I thought might be they chase it into the recycling bin or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they threaten that's to much better it. than what I'm not going to say right now. Well, please, please, tell me yours, and then I have an even a much dumber one. I don't want to say mine. Okay, then mine was going to be that they um, they trick it into going into this one spot, and then they all at the same time make a new folder around it. Um, so it's kind of fenced in by new oh. folders. <laughs> so like a literal, like like an actual trap. An actual trap, yeah. It, it was going to be very desktop and icon-based. I'm going to very loosely say that my idea was them corralling the villain to a place on the internet that would have okay moving on what was your idea man i really am curious to hear your <laughs> curious to hear your covid pitch okay so so i i like obviously look 
you and I are going to say this right off the bat. I just want to be very apparent that this is the official Scooby-Doo stance. Um, the coronavirus, COVID-19, is a very real disease. It is not made up. Mm-hmm. And you should all be staying home, if at all possible, and taking um, just necessary precautions. Absolutely. That's, uh, be as safe as you can. Social distance, flatten the curve, and don't, um, don't take risky steps until it's said to be safe by experts. So, so what you're saying is you're sort of approaching it where it's just like, they're all following stay-at-home guidelines, which I think is great. Actually, yeah, the, the character beats I had for everyone were that Daphne would be feel kind of pent up in her giant home, uh, and that's kind of the, the joke there. Velma is deprived of the library, so she's getting into internet piracy to find um, mm, books okay. mostly. Fred is bad at computers. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's mostly it, but I also wanted to make a small joke where he plays a lot of Trap Simulator 2019, um, which I think could be fun. And then Scooby and Shaggy, I just wanted to have, they're, they're doing smart, healthy things to manage their, um, manage their lives and emotions and uh, do self-care. Oh, okay. And they're, they're just constantly saying things like, hey, we're doing all that we can do right now. It's tough that we can't be together and that we're all going through this, but we're going through it together. Um, Scoob's eating a few more Scooby snacks than he should, but Shaggy's like, hey, it's okay. Oh. Right now, we just got to get through this thing. You don't have to hold yourself super accountable. So just as, as an aside... Trap Simulator 2019 is on Steam, completely different game. (laughs) I wondered if we'd go there. It was in my mind. I couldn't think of how to get there safely. Um, Okay, so so again, you're social distancing. Stay stay at home. Mm. So that that's kind of your angle. That's that's Um, it, and that's the whole. That's everything I have prepared and more. So thank you. I'm sort of moving outside of that, where Mm -hmm. people still want to be safe, but the fact of the matter is, not everyone is having everything delivered. Right, people still are encouraged to to go. I mean, people are here at least. Um, the government has said you can go outside to exercise. That's important. People should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, people are going to grocery stores. They have um, the lineups with sort of like markers in the ground, like say six feet apart. Uh, people, for the most part, are wearing masks. Ooh. And so that led my mind to, you know, if if people are wearing masks, who else wears masks? Uh, a a Scooby Doo villain, a ghost or a this ghoul. is. I really like this, and and I will say, uh, this is this is the gang, because I, I what I wanted to do was and when I say I wanted, I'm literally coming up with this right now. Um, part of the part of the guidelines are you should only really be around people who you're living with. So what I've done is I've split the gang, and I think hmm. let, let's let's refer back to when we were sort of when we were doing that that live reading that pitch because. Um, what that was, it would lead to Shaggy and da- Shaggy, Scooby, and Daphne living together, and Fred and Velma living together. And so these are two separate groups that can't get closer than six feet to one another. Now I have a big question: Is this episode taking place within our established world of Scoob Dog in the City? Let's say, let's say that it is perfect, right? because that's that's sort of so so that's the thing. The gang can can do stuff together, but they can't. They can't actually all... So, literally, all they can do is split up and look for clues. <laughs> Stay split up and look for clues. Um, so, so there's that aspect. I also... One thing I really wanted to do was have the monster... Just because they're a monster doesn't mean that they're irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. <laughs> so I wanted to do a chase scene where it's just like, there has to be this firm sort of six-foot distance <laughs> in between the chaser and the chasey. 
So is it is the monster just like swiping kind of impotently out of reach or like lassoing, trying these various methods to net them without getting close? Because it's a responsible monster. Right, exactly. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. As soon as it starts getting close, maybe like somebody's like, oh, six feet, and he okay backs off and <laughs> right. respects exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and you know all of the obstacles are just normal people, and they're just sort of like dodging them, but they have to dodge from <laughs> such a distance. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I love, I love, love, love having the monster be bad, but no one is so bad as to um, practice poor social distancing. Right, exactly. For, for a COVID episode, I think that's so pitch perfect. And, and I was trying to figure out, I was trying to get within the head of the monster, if you can okay, yeah. sort of... Uh... I'm a monster. I'm a monster. Monster. You know, yeah. Is that not what you do? What What's your lead in line for getting into the head of the monster? <laughs> monster. It's not that. That's not. No. That's that's not my direction. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how you get to monstrous without doing um, eccentric person auditioning <laughs> for cats. <laughs> uh, the best Scooby Doo villains have motivations, and I think it's true. Motivations mm. that you can empathize with a little bit. You mean within the monster's motivations, for instance, my native land has been trampled on, and clearly it actually has. Right, yeah, something along those lines. Though that could be problematic from a lot of other approaches. So, like, maybe, is, is what the monster doing just scaring people to try to keep them indoors? Oh my gosh, it's, it's trying to, this is, I hate that I've never heard his name spoken out loud, like Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard his name spoken out loud? I'm just so well read. <laughs> it's Fausai. Fausai. <laughs> um, Dr. Fausai, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You, are, are you thinking that he's the one inside the monster suit? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say him or someone like him, but if it could be him, all the better. And you know what? I feel like that's a celebrity cameo you could net. <laughs> I the thing, about, the thing about the monster is, to me, there are two directions. Mm-hmm. One direction is it's someone with ultimately good intentions who is trying to get people to stay indoors and is thereby, like, maybe if it sees, like, a group of people in a pic- having a picnic in the park, mm-hmm. it's scaring them away. Because it's like, don't be gathering with people you don't live with. Yeah. And I think the other direction is someone who, ironically, is keeping social distance guidelines, but also believes the virus is a hoax. Huh. I I think that second one is going to be a hard line to walk. That's a that's a tightrope act. I don't know if uh if we've got the balance for. Yeah, I I know. And and it so so maybe the former is is the better um. I think so. I think the alternative I thought you were going to mention was their 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 thing has nothing to do with COVID. They're just an opportunist when it comes to the mask thing. <laughs> They're just Well, I'm not going to I mean, everyone's wearing masks. Now's the perfect time to do my thing, but I would never not social distance. Okay, you know what? That's genius. It's someone who because in the world of Scooby-Doo, people who dress up and scare others is is a nor- is a common occurrence. It's not out of it's not out of the ordinary for this to take place. And so this is someone who right is is an opportunist. I, I think that's great, and I think, you know what? I think having a health official um, be a suspect or red herring... Be the red herring. Because, oh, because they're... Oh, but wait, why were you so, like, adhering to social distancing? Like, that's just the normal thing to do. You don't have to be a health official to... Anyways, I think... I, I, I love your pitch. Thank you. And and honestly, it was all built around the chasing. The chasing was all just, just the, the enforced, like, you can get close, but you can't get too close. It's so it's so funny. The, just the the swiping, which is such a great Scooby Doo trope, and and also um, 
you could do like a corridor scene, but but they um they have to they they're like using their sleeves to sort of like open <laughs> open like the doorknobs and stuff. And they're squirting like Germex on their hands. They squirt a little bit out for the monster as well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I I'd suggest we go a little over time to get a couple of details. I'm really curious about. Okay, what is this monster dressed up as? <sighs> That's so tough. Um, I think one thing, it's a low-hanging fruit. Maybe we just shoot it down right off the bat. Is it a personification of the COVID virus? Like see, it's, You said off the bat, and I thought that's the direction you were going to say. Oh, wait, what Wait, what direction? That it's a bat. Oh, it's off. Uh, it's a bat. You know, right. you know, you know it could be. Um, I, I, I think that those are both... Yes, those are both... What, what's, what's a low-hanging low fruit? What's the lowest hanging fruit? Uh, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here. This is so embarrassing. I'm ashamed not to know what fruit hang low. Uh, grapes? Grapes hang low, right? Aren't grapes are vines. Exactly. How low is that? <laughs> Did I play that off well? Does that work? That's going to be my new answer. My new answer whenever someone asks me or accuses Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, these are, that's, those are, that's really the grape of an idea. They're, they're a little hacky. A little but, hacky, but it yeah. Is, what, what is... What monster... Maybe someone who has someone it, it's got to be like a like a spooky hazmat suit or something, right? Like the person who's doing it is really sort of um this is good, yeah. It's what is the space kook? Like a space kook-esque costume. It's uh it's maybe a survivor of an older pandemic or something or or just like it's yeah, the band the hazmat costume. I just wanted to picture it. I don't need more than that. And just and and yeah, so that's that's the idea. That's fantastic. I uh, I love it. My one one further detail I'd love to love to explore just a tiny bit further is what what are the gangs doing sides of the gangs doing separately because it's it's bifurcated as you mentioned. We've got the guys on this side, the girls on that side based on our previous living arrangement. There's this there's this duo that my friend turned me on to on on YouTube and basically their their show is called Send Foods. And and what they were doing hmm. before this whole crisis took place is they were going to different food festivals and just they're just eating, you know, it's just, it's, it's sort of like a food entertainment show. And now that this, you know, now that the world is different, what they're doing is they're just sitting at home and they're, uh, they're still filming, but they're just ordering all of their food in. So I think that's mm. what Scooby and Shaggy are doing. They see it as their right and their privilege to support restaurants in this trying time. They're buying gift cards. They're they're ordering ahead. They're they're making sure they they can float their workers. They're tipping heavy. All this good stuff. Right. Exactly. And because because imagine Scooby and Shaggy. One of their worst fears is that all of this finally blows over, things go back to normal, and the restaurant industry has been gutted. What are they going to do? They they feel a personal responsibility for it. So so that's that's what Scooby and Shaggy are doing. I, I would suggest that Velma, this is just to throw it out there, Velma and Daphne are getting shredded with resistance bands. <laughs> <laughs> They're resistance bands junkies right now. They're just getting ripped. Oh, man. I've seen so many horrific resistance band injury video compilations. What I'm picturing is that Velma and Daphne are somehow amazing at it. They're like both holding a resistance band in one hand, like attached to each other's wrists and are just like working out together. I mean, so so you know how there are the different kinds, the different types of, of self-isolationist? Yeah, that's and that's kind of what I'm looking to explore. Like the people who are really using it for self-betterment, the people who are like, how can I pitch in and help my community? What What's another type? So, so, so there's obviously, there's, there's the, the person who's getting jacked. Mm-hmm. There's, um, 
there's I, I think people who order in a lot maybe maybe not the strongest uh, trope but but definitely that that exists. Um, there's the uh, there's the bread. Oh, there's the, the person who cooks like crazy. But I don't I don't know if that applies necessarily to to anyone. But it's a thing. I think there's the person who learns a new skill, though that doesn't have to be here either. Is that is that Fred's thing where he's just maybe. trying to learn different skills? Uh, and not doing a great job. He's very bad at it. I think so. I think that's nice. I like having Fred do a fun but like very isolated C plot that you can kind of pitch in wherever. Uh, there's a person who screams a lot. Is someone or the person who binge? Y- you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Maybe maybe Velma is the one who gets shredded. Daphne is the one who um, she's never really been much for television. I, I think I think that fits. That falls in line with most depictions of her, where it's like Daphne's not a person who you would expect to watch a lot of TV, mm-hmm. but in in this during this period, she's watching everything. That's I was gonna say. There's the binge person. There's the person who goes through every back catalog you missed, and that's Daphne right now because she's got nothing but time to catch up. And and obviously, there's so many directions you can go with that. Where it's like all Daphne. Maybe on one day, Daphne is like, I just watched all the true crime on Netflix. And that's, like, her thing for that day. And then the next day, is she's just like, oh, I watched all of, like, I don't know, like, The Office or, like, what have you. Yeah, all the CSIs. I, I love it. I love getting to just pull little specifics from any corner of the television world. Uh, and, yeah, so I think, so, yeah, so so um, Fred is Fred is different skills. Daphne is binging. And Scooby and Shaggy are just try, trying to prop up a dying industry at, at this moment. Exactly. They're trying to support their passion. Beautiful. Put a bow on it. I think that's yeah. awesome. Thank you for uh, for helping me draw all of that out. You you obviously helped me flesh this out oh, a, I, a lot. I love your pitch. I think yours is my preferred one for so many reasons. One of the best ones being that it ties in with our previous episode. So it's it really clicks in with what we've previously established, and it brings our previous episode into the real world with present day events. And and I like that. Uh, I like that both of our episodes acknowledge the crisis. But also, they're not dour. They're not, like, yeah. super serious. There is no reason COVID can't be fun is the official Scooby-Doo stance. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, outro. Outro. Yep. You got to do it. It's your turn. Okay, here we go. I'm doing the outro. Here we go. Outro. It's happening. Um, Evan, <laughs> do you got to you gotta really, wow, oh, boy, really towering over me. Okay, I'm hoping you're wearing pants the higher up you're going. Evan's standing up taller and taller and taller. Make me feel really little. Actually, now you just feel big. I feel like I'm at the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Okay, next time you have to feel small. Next time I get to be big boy. You know what's kind of messed up is when I think of the Statue of Liberty, the first thing in my mind is not bring me your huddled poor or whatever your dirty filthy nasty masses sure the, the, the bring me the immigrants which i think is great i obviously think i that obviously resonates with me as my parents are immigrants mm-hmm. not to america though <laughs> to, to canada um but when i think of the statue of liberty i think about the fact that in twisted metal 2 which a game with really dated polygonal um graphics there was a very cool level where you um you were driving on top of like rooftop buildings in new york 
which I think is mm-hmm. fantastic. In a card game, it's just such a neat visual, a neat concept. But if you shot the Statue of Liberty with missiles or whatever guns you had, um, her clothes would fall off, and then she would be wearing, like, a bikini. I did not know that, and I think I played that game. That's, like, whenever I think of the Statue of Liberty, that's the main thing I think of. That's... I mean, I'm I'm pretty patriotic, as you know. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. it should be... <laughs> I'm sorry, nationalistic is definitely the term to, to use for me. Militantly. No, but I, I would never shoot the Statue of Liberty. I think it should automatically scratch your disc and make it unplayable if you take <laughs> that action. It's, that's unspeakable right there. Yeah, scratching your disc, that's what I did after I <laughs> shot the... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Evan, you're... <laughs> your slang is so many so many degrees beyond my understanding I, that's what i should have said at the very beginning that's evan's got nothing but time to kick around the apartment and scratch his disc <laughs> uh yeah we're this is the outro portion this is the outro uh yeah again guys the flawless lead and thank you luke for setting evan up to tell that story and get us into the outro where we have to tell you unfortunately this episode is going to end and um and that'll have to be that for a little while. So uh, we we very much did do this because we thought that um, during a time when people are out, being asked to stay at home, it would be nice to provide you with a little content. Yeah, we just wanted to be nice. We felt like you needed it, you deserved it, here it is. And you know what? If you beg and if we feel that you need it and you deserve it, maybe it'll happen again. Yeah, we're not, we're not, um, we're not promising to stick to any kind of return to a weekly schedule. We had a lot of fun doing this. I think we'd like to try to do it again, but we're not we're not saying like we're doing like X number of episodes, but I, I think possibly there's another in the future. Let's see what happens. But this was, as you said, Evan, a lot of fun. We had a blast doing it. Um, if you're a Scooby-Doo writer and you want to use either of these episode ideas, you have full permission to do so, but please pay us money. Please, please, please. Um, does that cover us, I think? Yeah. Uh, if, if you want, obviously we want feedback. We always want feedback. You can oh, yeah. tweet at us at the Scooby Dudes. Tweet at us at the Scooby Dudes. And <laughs> I thought I could say it better than you did. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. I need to sound. No, don't do it. Don't. Oh, frick, okay. I can't. Okay, I'm going to cut out you saying don't do it because I want it to sound like I'm my own man. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, listeners, you know what I got to do. My own things on my own timeline with my day because I'm my own man. So uh, you can also <laughs> oh, yeah. you can also sh- shoot us an email at um, scoobydudespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, I'm not really updating that much. We're just, um, I think it's just facebook.com slash scoobydudes. Lastly, mm. look, in, in the past, this is something that a regular podcaster does. They're just like, here are all of my socials, uh, because yeah. we've shared socials. We haven't had to do that. Listen, I only have, at the time of this recording, four followers on TikTok, and I want at least eight. I don't feel like you're whispering, but you're mad now. This is a mad whisper. <laughs> I want at least eight followers. Evan, why are your teeth so clenched together when you're saying this thing? So, follow me on TikTok. It, that's, that's at KFEDOfficial. So K F E D official like, like Kevin Federline like. I was gonna Britney say Spears you and I share the Scooby Doo's handles. You and Kevin Federline share your TikTok handle. Right, and and actually yeah. my bio says the official TikTok page of Kevin <laughs> uh, 
K-Fed Earl Federline. I like that you you want to be successful on TikTok, <laughs> but you pick Kevin Federline. Hey, listen, like. I hitched my car to that horse, and it's gonna take me to the top, baby. <laughs> you're not you're not beating a dead horse. You're just you're just waiting for it to get up and rise and ride. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I honestly, I only have a few videos. I personally think they're pretty good. But but listen, you even if you don't want to follow me. At least watch these videos, please. Someone, you know, watch these videos. I don't. I don't have social stuff right now. I'm always trying to to think what what, what do I want to do, and I might have stuff to shout out in the future. But um, I just want to use my plug to say go check out Evan's stuff. And I genuinely might cut this out, but Evan is doing readings now of a romance novel that is. Uh, these are delightful readings that I've genuinely enjoyed. They've brightened up my Thursday nights. If you're in Evan's Facebook sphere, I'd rarely recommend uh, watching those. But this is a line further than you might want to plug, so I'll cut this if you, know you want what? to. Here's the thing. I, I can probably actually just like rip them and post them to our website. You could if you wanted to. I think those are delightful. And if you're in, it's, it's, uh, it's such a delight hearing you read those. I have been doing live readings every Thursday at 8 p.m. of, uh, of, of a romance novel called Temporary Wife Temptation by J.C. Lee. And... I don't want all of you to add me as a friend on Facebook. So what I think I'll do is, if any of you tweet at us or email us or anything, I'm I'm very, very open to posting those to, to our website, scoobydudes.com. Do you guys hear that? All you have to do, just one of you, just one of you. We had a, we had a huge A fan outcry at the beginning. I need another fan outcry at the end. If you want to hear that, and I think it's worth it. I really enjoyed those videos, uh, those readings. Oh, thanks, man. I, I've, I've had a blast doing Absolutely. them. I will never listen to the one I did recently because I don't want to hear that accent again. <laughs> it's Just thinking about it makes me die inside. You truly challenged yourself with that Kiwi accent. Not an the, easy accent to do. The funniest thing is, in my mind, I was just like, oh, a Kiwi accent. Evan, you got that this is no problem as soon as the syllables started rolling out of my mouth i was like no <laughs> i could tell that you you thought you should be able to do it by the way that each line got like three or four attempts which only made it better to watch it's, it's and the thing is if when i nailed a line i was just like oh that's it Evan. Oh, you got everybody. this you're on the skateboard hey, on. you're on the bicycle and then you go into the next line with even more trepidation because you built it up. I promptly took that stick and stuck it in the spokes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that character is conspicuously absent from dialogue scenes moving forward. But I am going to read ahead and see if he's still. I, why didn't I do like a? Why didn't I do um like a cartoon character? Why didn't I do like Kermit the Frog or something? <laughs> I just I love that you decided like each character there introduces a bland nobody but i'm gonna make them a vibrant bright light within this story oh my word <laughs> they're gonna outshine the protagonists all right to end this let's hear your best kermit the frog accent uh thank you evan uh, kermit the frog here miss piggy you're looking quite mm, foxy today <laughs> <laughs> thank you kermit <laughs> could you wear this um uh, fox outfit miss piggy <laughs> You look even more foxy. <laughs> Evan, do this. Do this with me. Pervert the frog here. <laughs> do you say per pervert the frog here? Yeah, that's you. Uh, all of Jim Hornson's characters <laughs> were so...
Oh, so kinky. All right. Well, I, I found the point one minute after I want to end the episode. <laughs> oh, I love you, Evan. Oh, uh, okay. Bye. <laughs>